Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. Today we're here with Sarah. I almost did it. Sarah Yamtich. <laughs> I wanted to call her Sarah. You all know it's my history in Mexico. I love the. I love Sarah. <laughs> so you can all call her Sarah. She'll love it. But I was. I had a lot of stuff prepared as far as like how to introduce her. But I, there was this snippet on her website that I loved. I thought kind of just uniquely defines who she is. So. Her on her website says, amplify your message as a unified voice across platforms so you can awake more people and expand your impact. I love this. So Sarah has been bringing basically what I would call like holistic spirituality and marketing and having them collide. And it's becoming such a, what I would say is really the true way to market. And it's the truthful way to actually get in touch with people and get people to actually rally around your message, which is what you all know. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. So Sarah, I'm excited to have you here. So first off, Sarah, say what's up to everybody, and then we will hop in. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I've got to come up with like a cool name for everybody. So it's not just like talking to the ether, but anyways, good stuff. So Sarah, we we're kind of talking about this beforehand when you know, in the pre-interview here, we we're talking about this. It's there's kind of this point in business where you've scaled so quickly, you're starting to make some good money. And then it just gets really complicated. Like life gets really difficult because you've got to manage operations, finance, the marketing, the sales. And as the owner, you're kind of, you're switching hats. Everybody knows that. But how did you decide which area of that pie was going to be your unique like area? The one that was like your strength. How did you decide that for yourself? Like what, what is my superhero strength within the business? Yeah. I mean, what is most joyful? When do I feel most inspired versus when do I feel most drained? Probably. And I feel most inspired and excited when I am meeting with clients, when I am talking with my team, and when I'm basically doing that relationship building piece. Communication and relationships, I think, are my actual superhero power, not so much business, finance, and operations. Right. Which is funny is you probably know how to do all those things. It's just they're life suckers instead of life. I'm pushers. competent at them. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. I just, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it might lead to more wine drinking in the evening than I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to wake up the next morning with a headache and have to, have to hit the day again. <laughs> so yeah, I love that because it's really funny. I feel like that's something you've uniquely done, not only for your clients, but for yourself, you know, is, is helping reach that impact for themselves and, and for their companies by identifying that superpower. Like you said, a superhero strength, you totally nailed that way better than my question. So you did great. But I am kind of curious why marketing? There's so many different other businesses that you can get mm. into. Why, why marketing? I love this question because I feel like it is, I have the most circuitous path to this position of anyone I know. Um, I have undergraduate degrees in anthropology and women's studies. I have a master's degree in social work policy. I wanted to, I was curious about humanity and the planet, and I wanted to have an impact, a positive impact on the trajectory of our planet and our place in it. And so I, I, you know, I felt like "Mm, social work, that makes sense. Like that's the mission. (laughs) Right. So, and I worked in federal policy in the division of violence prevention, division of reproductive health, global AIDS program. And those, that's the kind of work I was doing for a while. And I didn't, I wasn't particularly fulfilled with it. It felt still like I wasn't actually making the kind of impact I wanted to make. And so I, I quit that, sold all my belongings, moved to California and 
started looking at other ways of being and, you know, dabbled in coaching. I got certified to be a coach. And in doing that, I discovered online business and marketing. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with entrepreneurship, online entrepreneurship, the sovereignty of it, the hero's journey of it. It became like this, wow, this is like a real spiritual path here. And when I started to kind of dabble in doing marketing for clients, and it really was like, it started out as like kind of a virtual assistantship like years ago. I started out there and I found myself like in yoga class, like what's the Facebook ad for this yoga pose? And I just started thinking in terms of like, how could I bring this esoteric thing to the masses? How could I help people understand this spiritual concept in a way that would like click in their brains? And that became a really fun question for me. And, and so that's how I, I came to marketing is that and that's, that's what marketing is. And especially I don't, I'm not into the, like the bro marketing tactics and the old world strategies of Mad Men, even though it's a great show. That's not my methodology or my intention. It's more just like some percentage of the people in the world w- are hungering for your voice and your specific message. How can we package it in a way that will really, that they'll see it, they'll recognize it and they'll be excited. Right. And what's cool, the way that your take on it was that it was, let's bring things that I love, right? Because, and it's pretty polar, right? I mean, the way that you're like believing in spirituality and and feeling like that's something that's important. And then there's like the boys club, right? Of like the mad men, I think is what you call it, right? There's kind of like this dichotomy. I love that you kind of have this polar messaging of this is how, you know, we do marketing and that it is actually a spiritual journey and an enlightening journey if you go on that path. And I'm the kind of guy, I am a very spiritual person as well. You're having my own beliefs, but it's so interesting to see that marketing and entrepreneurship line up with almost every type of spirituality there is. Like it doesn't matter who you believe in, what you believe in, whatever. It just seems to line up with becoming a great person and a great creator because Mm. you're using that creative power. You know, and I love that about entrepreneurship. So it's cool. You build a whole business around that. (laughs) Well, and it kind of like, you kind of have to put your money where your mouth is. Right. 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 You can't just you can't really fake it too much. I mean, I guess people do, but at a certain point you can't fake it anymore when you're in entrepreneurship and marketing and you're having to put yourself out there in front of people so much. Yeah. And it's like you say, people will find those skeletons and they will throw them in your face. (laughs) That's definitely the hard part with being an entrepreneur, but I love that it's the harder path or it seems Mm. the harder path, but it has like, it's harder to enter, but like the path is easier. It's clearer, you know, when you actually can enter into entrepreneurship. That's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship is like everybody thinks it's this most difficult thing, but in today's world, you can start a business with virtually no risk and become very successful. And like in your case, right, have the opportunity to be mobile and go to lots of fun places. Cause at the time of this recording, you're in Costa Rica, right? That's where you're at right now. Yeah, yeah. I've been living here for a few years. So awesome. And so I do want to ask this question though, because I did just, when my wife and I just had our first three months ago, right? So it's kind oh, of changing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But it's changing my perspective on, uh, you know, planting roots because my wife and I have, we're in the hometown where we were both born and, you know, but we've both traveled quite a bit, but now it's, we're trying to decide, you know, what we do with the kids. So I'm kind of curious how having your daughter has changed your, not only your business, but like how you live your life. I'm just curious. Well, he's my son. Oh, I think she has a daughter. Now I feel horrible. I don't, if I, no, don't feel horrible at all. No, <laughs> it's totally fine. I just had, you know, I had the accuracy fetish of, of letting you know. No, I'm glad but, that way I'm not like your daughter, your daughter, your daughter. Your <laughs> son, excuse me. <laughs> my, my beautiful son, Indiana. Yeah, you know, thank God. I feel like I was super, super blessed either. I don't know if it's nature or nurture. I'm sure it's some combination thereof, but um, I'm super blessed to have a kid who is quite adventurous and easy. Maybe it's because I named him Indiana, but <laughs> yeah. he's- 
he's really like easy to take along. Like he's from a very young age, he lived, I mean, cause I've always been a bit nomadic in my, in my heart. And so I've always moved around a, a significant amount and he just goes on the journey with me. And honestly, I think having him in terms of like how his impact has been on my entrepreneurial journey, like I had some dark nights of the soul in my life as we all have. And it was a little bit like having a kid and having, and being sort of the sole provider for that kid, as a single mom, you know, I had to make it work. Like there was no, there was no failure possible. Or if I did fail, I needed to pick myself up by my bootstraps right away and get back to, get back to work. (laughs) So he's made, he's kind of raised the stakes. Like the, you know, the stakes are higher having a kid. Like I've got my work cut out for me. I've got to make sure I can provide for us. And he also kind of, he's amazing because he's adventurous and fun and he can go anywhere. And I feel like he's getting a better education by moving around the world and meeting different kinds of people and seeing different kinds of lifestyles than he would sitting in a classroom, you know, being told to wait his turn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I was curious about that because I had, when my wife was pregnant, I had all these people telling me, Oh, get ready. You're never going to sleep. And like acting like it was going to be this huge burden to have a kid. I'm like, it's more inspiring to have a child. And like, for me, at least in business, you know, give me even more reason to do what I do and makes you think more about legacy in that direction. So I think it's awesome that you do have such an awesome little boy and Indiana is such an awesome name. I'm kind of sad. I didn't think of that. We named our son. but uh, That's a good, that's a good one though. Like it's a good one. I appreciate that. It's Griffins are cool. Like Gryffindor, if you're a Harry Potter nerd. Of know. course. Well, I was never much of a Harry Potter fan, but now I am because of Indiana. I was going to say, I mean, if you have a son, <laughs> he's going to love, he's going to love Harry Potter. Oh man, that's so awesome. So, you know, kind of pivoting now back to the tech, back to the marketing topic, because I, I had a bunch of questions I wanted to ask you about that. But when it comes to marketing, the way like your methodology is really built around impact right? Like in that, that phrase that I was reading off earlier, I'm just going to reread it too, because I thought it was so awesome. So amplify your message as a unified voice across platforms. So you can awaken more people and expand your impact. Um, such an awesome phrase. I'm totally going to use that on one of our quote cards, just so you know, Yay. <laughs> like this is from, this is from Sarah. It's pronounced Sarah to see all now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, how are you accomplishing this? Because I know for us, our business is 100% built around helping people to just plant their flag and say, rally to me, I'm going to help you accomplish what you can accomplish. And that seems to be what you're doing with marketing. So how are you helping your clients get there with their marketing to where they're actually really planting their flag? Well, I tell, you know, advertising, and we primarily are on social media, Facebook and Instagram with paid advertising, we have other services as well. But that's been our sort of zone of genius for the last several years. And over the years, it's gotten sort of increasingly noisy. Mm -hmm. And there's so many coaches who coach coaches about coaching who coach. (laughs) And and so when I meet with somebody, it's I really am like, you have got to figure out what your unique expression of this is. Like, what is it that you're doing that is like the individuated expression of this particular modality that you teach or this particular, you know, service that you provide? You need to be really, really niched now. And you need to to be what I call positively polarizing. So something that gets a response from people, somebody, something that gets a reaction from people, something that like really like fires new synapses in their brains. So I really want to work with people who are visionaries and who have that ability to sort of to help people think in new ways. That's why I, I like to work with thought leaders. So for me, it's just, it's working with the people who already have that gift and then 
packaging it, packaging what it is that they already embody in a way that their audiences can really, really, you know, feel deeply. Right. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you said a term in there that I think just epitomizes it, which is positively polarizing. I love that because it's so interesting. We've kind of been, talked about being polar on here already, but there's this lady that comes to mind because you kind of have, you have the polar people who are like politically polar or like trying to throw their crap in your face polar. Like those that's, are the type of people. That's negative polarized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Nobody like likes those Toxic, people. toxic yes, polarization. Very toxic. Yeah. And, but then you have the people like, there's this Natalie Hodson. Are you familiar with her and her? her I've heard her name. Yeah. I'll check her out. Very positive polarizing. What I love is she, so she was a workout coach. And she was on, she was doing a live video or whatever. And as she was jumping up and down and doing a, one of her workouts, she peed her pants, which is apparently something that happens a lot after you have a child, right? If you have diastasis recti, right? And so she pulls it down or whatever. And then she had the thought, she's like, well, if I'm having this, how many other women are having this, this same issue? And so she actually partnered with a doctor, launched a program. And that video became her ad of her peeing her pants on camera, right? like being mortified and everything. Right. And it was extremely polarizing because it's like, wow. And if, you know, my, my wife, not that she's had this issue yet, but you know, just having a baby, she's even like concerned that that could be a, a, an issue for herself. And she's like buying her products and everything because it is so positively polarizing. And so I look at companies like yours and I'm like, the fact that you're helping people do that is amazing because it's such a positive message of this, this is, you're not alone. Right. And this is yeah. how we're going to accomplish this together. So when it comes to how you're finding clients for this. How are you identifying who you actually are want to work with without, you know, turning people away? Does that make sense? Like how are you finding your clients without sitting here going like, I can't work with this person. I don't want to work with this person or just taking everybody on. Yeah. I don't scroll a whole lot on social media, but I have, a, you know, through my Instagram account, I have a fairly sort of curated sort of list, or I have some podcasts that I listen to. And it's really in like sort of scrolling and seeing what inspires me and seeing the people that inspire me and like sort of attracting those kinds of people. Like I'll reach out to them and invite them onto my podcast or I'll reach out to them and just be like, oh my God, like the messages that you're putting out into the world are really, really touching. And I feel like they could be transforming the planet. If it's resonating with me, I know there are lots of other people that it resonates with and, and just really being authentic and reaching out. But that's been the very sort of grassroots authentic way that I do things is like finding the people that inspire me that make me really want to do my job of amplifying their message to the world. Right. Love that. So how exactly are you amplifying it? Like, you know, you said ads and everything as well, but do you find that that's the most effective method to, you know, especially as a coach or a consultant? Because I know a lot of people who are coaches, that's the biggest thing is lead generation is tough. So like, how are you amplifying that? So it's the best way to reach a broad audience of people who've never heard of you before. I mean, there's, we do organic social as well. We, you know, help people build their, strategize and build their funnels or optimize their funnels. We help people create their messaging but to reach that, and it's a combination of all of those things is sort of the perfect, you know, recipe, but to reach the audiences that have never, ever heard of you before, paid advertising is really, I mean, unless you've got like a referral machine, paid advertising really is the best. And to do that is, you know, you've generally like the standard way we have done things is to have that free offer that's sort of top of funnel that reaches. So I have this speech that there's over 2 billion people on Facebook and Instagram out of over 7 billion people on the planet. And that's more than what we need for a critical mass to right. create real transformation on the world. And some percentage of those 2 billion people would fall madly in love with you or whoever the potential client is, if only they knew you and if only they saw your message packaged, you know, really perfectly. 
And so our job at this agency is to package that message and get it in front of the the right people through the super granular targeting that's on Facebook and Instagram. But I, it's really, it can be extremely effective. I mean, I have clients, some clients that still convert at, you know, 50 cents per lead, even though everybody else has gone jacked up to $5 a lead, just because they are so positively polarizing and people really, really are hungry for what they've got. And this particular client I'm thinking of, she's always changing with the times, like, you know, things she pivoted when COVID hit. She's, you know, she pivots when with the Me Too movement. She pivots with every single thing and really leverages it and speaks to her audiences authentically to exactly where they are. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that, I, I think you know you've hit it on, the nail on the head when you, when that does happen, right? I think ad costs in particular, like you're saying, are a great indicator of the power of your message. You know, if, if your ad costs are high, it's simply because you're not, your message isn't perfect enough. You're not hitting the right people with the right message at the right time. So, right. Really yeah. so, you know, we are coming up to the end of the interview here. So I do want to ask you first off, so where can everybody reach out to you if they want help making their message more po- positively polarizing? <laughs> well, there is my website, consciousconversion.com. Um, and there's a quiz on there. What kind of paradigm shifter are you? That's really fun. There's um, Instagram. I've got my personal Instagram, which is at resonate with Sarah no H and then the conscious conversion podcast or not podcast, but that too, Instagram (laughs) as well. And then also the conscious conversion podcast on Spotify and Apple. Awesome. Um, So choose your, (laughs) choose your your own adventure. (laughs) Yeah. New adventure. That's a better way to say it. Uh, All of it is amazing content. So make sure you all go check that out. Especially, you know, your podcast listeners just swipe right over, pick her podcast and then, and subscribe to that here as we're talking. So Sarah, just to kind of wrap this up, could you give us one final parting piece of guidance for our audience? Yeah. You know, I think right now in this world, there's a lot of, it's been toxically polarized a lot lately. And I feel like the most important thing that we can do is to stay passionate about our beliefs and also remain neutral enough to be able to hear everyone and to have some sort of compassion and to stay as optimistic as possible. Because I feel like the more that we are contributing to a beautiful world and contributing, because that's the whole mission of my agency is like, how can we create a new world, a, a new paradigm, something beautiful. And I think that staying passionate and neutral while, yeah, I think that pretty much encapsulates it is to, to remain optimistic. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur that could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.